Good morning once again, church family. We thank God once again for bringing us together to hear Him speak to us through His Word as we um, draw near to Him. It is our desire that um, God will work in our hearts. Um, we have been um, going through Mark, and this morning we are in chapter 10, verses 46 to verse 52. Before we begin, let me also uh, once again express my thanks to the church uh, for your prayers as we traveled to Poshepstone last week. Uh, we were not with you. Um, it was a blessed uh, trip that we took, um, a time of rest um, uh, and a time uh, of refreshment in the word as well. Um, we had a good delegation from Rustenbeck. Um, it was my wife and I, Lorato and Tando, John and Anne, uh, who were with us, and it was a blessed time that we got to, to spend together and some adventure on the way as well. Um, <laughs> Mark chapter 10, uh, let me also uh, welcome once again uh, Lushante and uh, Tebuho with us in their midst. I uh, keep praying for them. Uh, as they are expecting a new uh, member of the family, uh, keep them in your prayers. Um, all right, um, Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to verse uh, 52. The title of today's sermon is Seeing Jesus by Faith. Seeing Jesus by Faith. And we're going to read. Uh, these verses. Follow me as I read God's word. And they came to Jericho. And he, as, as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Barti, in, in, and, a, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man saying, take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. This is God's word. Let us pray. Indeed, Lord, our prayer this morning is that you will speak, O oh Lord, as we come to you to receive the fruit of your holy word. We desire that your truth will be planted deep in us as you shape and fashion us in your likeness. As we draw near to you, Lord, we pray that you teach us full obedience, holy reverence, true humility that our faith, will, our faith will rise, our eyes will see your love and authority. 
help us to understand the plans that you have for us. Let your truth that echoes down through eternity shape us and fashion us. Work in our lives this morning. Give us hearts that receive your word with joy and that act on your word by faith. In the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we pray this. Amen. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. Remember that he is heading to Jerusalem. When Jesus arrives there, he will be rejected by the Jews, betrayed into the hands of the Gentiles, and crucified on a Roman cross. Jesus is headed to his death at Calvary. As he moves steadily in that direction, he's surrounded by people who cannot understand just who he is. The Jews are blind to who he is. Though he tried to tell them and show them on many occasions, the disciples are blind to who he is. Though they have seen him demonstrate his identity time after time, those around him would not recognize just who Jesus was until after he died on the cross and rose again. As Jesus makes his way to Jerusalem, he and his disciples pass through the city of Jericho. The name Jericho means to smell or it means a place of fragrance. It was a city that, was, um, that abounded in many fragrant plants like roses, balms, balsam, and cypress. Honey was found there in abundance as well. Travelers who passed through Jericho were surrounded by many fragrant smells. It was a city that lived up to its name. There would be a fragrance in Jericho on this day that had never been there before. Jesus was passing through. As he did, he demonstrated the great fragrance of his glory in the city of Jericho. On this particular day, the roads of the city were jammed with pilgrims. All of Israel was on their way to Jerusalem, remember, for their Passover. They were passing through, and the road through Jerusalem was one of the main routes to the temple. People crowded along the roads to see Jesus as he passed through. That The people might have not known exactly who he was, but they knew he was someone special, and they turned uh, out to see him as he passed by. And surely the news had preceded him, right? Earlier, when Jesus had entered the city, he encountered one of the richest men in town. Remember that little man named Zacchaeus, who was also a tax collector for Rome? He climbed a tree to catch a glimpse of Jesus as he passed by, and Jesus stopped and called Zacchaeus down from that tree and saved his soul. Salvation visited his house. And now all the people are trying to get a glimpse of Jesus as he passes by. As I said, most people were blind to who 
uh, to just who Jesus was. Only a, a very few people in that great throng of people recognized the Son of God as he moved among them. But there was one man in that crowd that received 2020 vision, spiritual vision, on that day. And this is his story. As we observe this encounter between Jesus and a blind man named Bartimaeus, I want you to look into your own heart and let God speak to you and show you that what he did for this blind man, he can do for everyone who call on him by faith. I want to preach on the subject seeing Jesus by faith. I want you to see Bartimaeus and his condition, Bartimaeus and his cry, and Bartimaeus and his cure. Verse 46, we see Bartimaeus and his condition. Verse 46, look at verse 46. And they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. Now look at his condition. He was blind. He, he was a blind man due to disease and poor sanitary conditions. Uh, blindness was very common in Israel in, in biblical times. It is still common even today. Here is a man who has never seen a sunrise or a sunset. He has never seen the smile on a baby's face. He has never seen the beauty of God's creation. Bartimaeus lived in a very narrow world. He lived in a world of darkness. Not only was he blind, but look at his condition again. He was a beggar. He was not only able, he was not able to go out and, and find a job. There were no social programs and no welfare programs to help him survive. He, he was forced to sit beside the road and beg for his living. Well, when the Bible says that he was begging, it, it means that he constantly begged and asked those passing by to give him money. He lived a life of wretched poverty. I can imagine him being led to the side of the highway in the morning to spend his day begging for alms. Or, or maybe he used a cane to find his way to the place where he begged. He was a pitiful man with a tragic condition, living in a cruel and heartless world. Bartimaeus is a living example of every person who is not in a saving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Like poor Bartimaeus, every lost sinner is spiritually blind. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, the Bible says about those who are not hearing the gospel, it says, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Bartimaeus had a problem with his optics. The lost sinner has a problem with his soul. Bartimaeus had, a, had something wrong with his eyes. The lost sinner has something wrong with his or her heart. 
Bartimaeus would have uh, used his eyes if he could have. The lost sinner would not use his or her spiritual eyes even if they could. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 18 describes those who are outside of God as being darkened in their understanding. There are people all around us who see just fine with their physical eyes, but they cannot see with their spiritual eyes. According to the Bible, they are blind. They cannot see, first of all, the horrors of sin. That they cannot see what their sinful deeds are doing to them. That they cannot see the lost years, the wasted days, the ruined lives, the pain, the sorrow, and the sadness. They cannot see that there's a place called hell at the end of the way. They cannot see that they are headed for death, destruction, and damnation. They cannot see that they abide under wrath even as they live in this world. They cannot see, secondly, the beauty of the Savior. They do not see just how wonderful he is. I'm here today worshiping him because I'm allowed to see his loveliness. I was allowed to see his loveliness one day. Everywhere I look in the world, I see him and his glory. I look around this room and I see where he has been working. I see the changed lives. I see his power on display and I praise his name for it. The lost person can see the beauty of the Savior because they are blind. Not only are they blind, they are also beggars. People all around us, the um, majority of people, manage to pay their bills, right? Some even accumulate savings and others obtain great wealth. They may not have to beg for money, food, clothing, or shelter. But in a spiritual sense, they are spiritually um, and uh, they are poverty stricken. Without Jesus, they are morally and spiritually bankrupt. The, the sinfulness of lost humanity has left them spiritually bankrupt in the sight of God. That is what happened in Eden. God made man in his image. God placed the man and the woman in a beautiful garden where every need was met. And they sinned against God and threw it all away. Sin stripped men and women of everything spiritual that they had and left them uh, as spiritual paupers, as spiritual beggars. Without Jesus, you have nothing. Your, your life is like an empty pocket with a hole in it. Without Jesus, you have nothing. No matter what you might accumulate in this life, you will die without Jesus and you will go to hell and have nothing to show for it. Bartimaeus was in a sad condition, but the lost sinner is in a far worse off condition than Bartimaeus was. The lost sinner is blind. He cannot see God. He is deaf. He cannot hear God. He is spiritually crippled. He cannot run after God. He has withered hands. He cannot work for God. 
He has a defiled mind. He cannot think of God. He has a stammering tongue. He cannot talk to God. He has a wounded heart. He cannot live for God. He is a leper. He is unclean and and defiled in the presence of God. Worst of all, the lost man or woman is a dead person. They are spiritually dead. According to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, it says, we, are dead. we were dead in our sins and trespasses. They are sons and daughters of disobedience, children of wrath. The lost sinner cannot sense God, feel God, know God, desire God, love God, or come to, to, to God on their own. The lost sinner is in a tragic, tragic condition. Now we see, we see Bartimaeus and his condition. I wonder what condition you are in this morning. I wonder if you're right with God, if you ex- you've experienced him uh, justifying you through the work of Christ and, and, and calling you his child. I wonder if you have a relationship with God. There are some people who are sick and they don't know they are sick. They find themselves suffering a tragic because of that sickness they knew nothing about or even dying. Dying because of that sickness. The lost sinner does not know that they are sick. The lost sinner does not know that they are dead in sin and trespass. The lost sinner does not know that they are spiritually blind. I wonder if that is your condition. We see Bartimaeus and his condition, first of all. And secondly, we see Bartimaeus and his cry. This is in verse 47 and verse 48. Bartimaeus and his cry. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. First of all, we see his cry that it was a passionate cry. As he sat there begging that day, he had the crowds pass by and he had the excited voices of the people. The the parallel story in Luke chapter 18, verse 36, tells us that he asked what it meant. Why the commotion? Why were the people excited? Someone told him it was Jesus, and Bartimaeus began to cry out. Why did he call out to Jesus? I suspect that he had been hearing some things about Jesus. He might have heard how Jesus had healed some lepers. He might have heard about how the demoniacs Jesus uh, delivered from uh, uh, demonic bondage. He might have heard about the way Jesus walked on water and multiplied loaves and fishes. He might have heard about how he saved the old Zacchaeus. Of course, he might have heard about how Jesus restored sight to other blind men. Interestingly, 
as you read the Gospels, you will notice that Jesus healed more blindness than he did any other kind of physical ailment. So in his perspective, here is an expert. Right? An expert optometrist. <laughs> Here's a man who, every time he encountered a blind man, they left enjoying the sunrise and the sunset. They left enjoying the flowers dance in the morning in full bloom. They left enjoying the colors of the birds as they fly and sing. They were not just hearing sounds anymore, but they were seeing them flap their wings. They left seeing children smiling and dancing in every thing. And, 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 and as Bartimaeus hears that there is Jesus in the crowd, he can't contain himself anymore. He calls out. Maybe he said to himself, if Jesus can do all the things I have heard about him, maybe he can heal me too. So he cried out for healing. The people tried to stop him, but he cried out even louder. This was his only hope, and he knew it. He wasn't taking any chances here. He wanted Jesus to help him. I guarantee you that Jesus has passed by your heart at some point as well. It may have been in a song that you heard. It may have been in a sermon. It may have been in a personal witness. Somewhere, somehow, Jesus passed by. I thank God that Jesus does that. What a blessing that Jesus would pass by the place where poor, dead sinners sit begging their way through life, but he does. The tragic thing about being dead in your sins and trespasses and being a beggar spiritually is when everything is going well for you physically. Because you don't think that you are in need. You don't see that there's a need. You press this button, something happens. Life for you is an oyster. And it is yours for the take. That is the worst kind of blindness. When you do not even know that you are blind. Look at this cry again. It was not just a passionate cry, it was a particular cry. Bartimaeus may have been blind, but he saw some things about Jesus that others, that, that others with 2020 vision did not see. Bartimaeus had come to see that Jesus was the Messiah. That is why he called him son of David. Somehow Bartimaeus had taken the things he had heard about Jesus and it all came together in his mind. He understood the truth that most people in that day missed. He saw the truth that Jesus was the Messiah. Since he believed that, he believed that Jesus could heal his blindness. Why? Well, one of the signs of the Messiah as he appears would be that he would open the eyes of the blind. 
Isaiah 50, uh, 35, verse uh, 40 uh, and to, to, to 6, this is what it says. It says, Say to those who have an anxious heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. Listen to this. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. So when he believed that this is the Messiah, he cried out all the more. Before a lost person can call out to the Lord for salvation, they must first understand who he is. They must see him as their only hope. They must understand that he alone can save their souls and forgive their sins. They must see that Jesus is more than a teacher or some poor fellow um, who, uh, other than some poor fellow who got himself killed on a cross. They must come to understand that he is the son of God. They must see that he died for their sins. They must see that he rose again from the dead. That is what the Bible teaches us, doesn't it, about Jesus. How can the lost man, lost woman, come to see all of this? Well, it's in the Bible. And the Bible uh, tells us that... Um, you probably won't understand when he does, right? Um, Second Corinthians, I want to go to Second Corinthians quickly, uh, chapter 2, verse 14. It says, But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession, and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. They can hear it from a preacher, but they probably won't understand it if the Holy Spirit has not worked upon their hearts. If a lost sinner is going to see Jesus and understand who he is and what he can do for them, the Holy Spirit is going to have to show them. That is what Jesus said, what he did in John 6 verse 44, no one can, can come to me unless the Father draws him to me. It takes the Spirit of God touching the sinner's dead heart and causing them to understand the truth. When that happens, they will call on Jesus. At least that's what um, um, we see in the Bible. It was not only a particular cry, but it was a personal cry. Bartimaeus cries to Jesus and says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Did you notice that Bartimaeus did not try to demand his rights? Have you noticed that as you were reading? He, he did not demand his rights. He, he knows that he is in no position to demand anything. He is seeking mercy. The, the, the word in this context means to, to bring help to the worthless. Bartimaeus knew that he needed something he could not provide and had no right to demand. He cried out to Jesus asking for help for his despicable condition. We have today women's rights, civil rights, children's rights, even LGBTQI++ rights, and every kind of right imaginable. When it comes to spiritual things, I do not want my rights. I want mercy, and I want grace. If I got what I deserved, 
If I got what was coming to me, I would be in hell today. And so would you. We have no right to heaven. We have no right to Jesus. We have no right to salvation. We have the right to live a lost, wretched life. We have the right to an eternity in hell. I, I do not want my rights when it comes to God. I want mercy and I want grace. You and I need mercy. And I praise the Lord that mercy is one thing our God is rich in. It is his mercy that brings salvation to our lives. He is rich in mercy. His mercies are new every morning. When you think you had enough mercies today, you wake up tomorrow and there's more mercy. Is it like a cup overflowing and you're telling the person pouring you cool drink to stop, but they cannot stop because they have so much more for you. And it is better than cool drink, isn't it? <laughs> His mercies are new every morning. It is not only a, pers a personal cry, but it is a persistent cry. You can see the alliteration, alliteration do you? It is passionate, it is particular, it is personal, it is persistent. It is a persistent cry. Bartimaeus is calling out to Jesus and he is causing a commotion. He is causing an uproar. The people try to silence him. Jesus has come to Jericho and here this blind man is creating a scene. They tell him to shut up. They rebuke him sharply. They threatened him and said, you better shut up and uh, shut your mouth, blind man. Don't bother Jesus. He's too busy for the likes of you. But Bartimaeus just kept on calling out to Jesus. He believed Jesus could help him and he wasn't doing um, uh, what, what, what he wasn't doing. Um, he, he was not going to allow Jesus to pass by without getting that help. If Jesus is passing by your heart today, you do not need to wait. You go to him while he is near. He may never pass this way again. Don't worry about who is here. Don't worry about what they might think. Don't worry about, what, uh, about waiting for the invitation. Get to Jesus and don't let, don't let anything stop you. Sometimes we think, what are people going to say? Yes, what are people going to say? When you stand before God to give account one day, what are people going to say? Get up and go to Jesus. Get to Jesus and get to him while he is calling. That is the only time you can come. Don't delay. One day it will be too late. It may be too late after today. Get to him. Lastly, I want you to see, we saw Bartimaeus and his condition, Bartimaeus and his cry, and lastly, Bartimaeus and his cure. When, when you use alliteration, we're trying to get you to, to remember easily, right? Condition, cry, cure. First of all, in, this is in verse 49 to verse 52. Verse 49 and 50, we see a personal cure. Jesus heard the cry, 
of poor blind Bartimaeus and he stopped in his tracks. He's on the way to the cross, but he still takes time for one blind sinner. What a savior. What a savior. Jesus stops and calls for people to bring Bartimaeus to him. Imagine how Bartimaeus must have felt. Day after day he sat by this road. People passed by and most of them simply ignore him. Even now and then, every now and then, uh, some kind soul will cast a coin in his basket. But today he has caught the attention of the Lord of glory. Just as surely as Jesus must needs go through Samaria, he also had an appointment in Jericho with a blind man named Bartimaeus. Jerusalem is on the mind of Jesus, but Bartimaeus is also on the mind of Jesus. Bartimaeus gets up and throws aside his outer garment. You, you can imagine this blind man stumbling over, throwing his garment. After all, he's blind, and that garment might have tripped him up. He got rid of the things that could have hindered him, and he came to Jesus. Now, bless the day Jesus stopped by where I was. I bless the day that I had the attention of heaven. I praise his name that he stopped where I was and called for me to come to him. That is the only way sinners ever come to Jesus, when he calls and they come. When you come to him, you have to do like old Bartimaeus did. You have to turn your back on the things that hinder you from coming to God. What things could those be? Well, sin, fornication, adultery, alcohol, drugs, meanness, anything that stands between you and him must be repented of. Luke chapter 13, verse 3, as they heard about the tragedy uh, uh, you know, of what happened, Jesus turns to the people and says, No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. If you are going to come to Jesus, you have to come to him his way. His way is for you to turn away from your sins. We see that it was a personal cure. Secondly, verse 51 and 52, it was a powerful cure. When Bartimaeus comes to Jesus, Jesus asks him what he wants. Bartimaeus responds in faith and asks for healing. He wants to see. I want you to note, the same is true for the lost sinner. A simple prayer of faith is sufficient to save the soul. When the lost sinner calls on Jesus, it does not take all day for, the, for salvation to happen. It is instantaneous, and it is powerful. Uh, I, I'm sure that as Jesus works in our hearts, we can experience that as well. It is the experience of many believers. It is the experience of, of many uh, in the New Testament as well. Verse 52, we see that it was not just a powerful cure, but it is a permanent cure. It is a permanent cure. Bartimaeus never did go blind again. How do I know that? Well, it says so right there in verse 52. It says, Jesus says he heals him. He says, your faith has made you well. The word well can be translated whole. And it is in the perfect tense. 
that, that means that Bartimaeus was made whole and he stayed in a whole condition. He was made well and his condition was a condition of wellness and it continued. The word recovered as well as uh, we are told is in a tense that refers to a one-time action that provides lasting results. He was, he recovered. In other words, Bartimaeus started seeing and he never stopped seeing. He just kept on having sight. When Jesus saves a soul, he doesn't just do it for a few days or until the saved person sins again. When Jesus saves a soul, he does it forever. He gives those who believe in him everlasting life, eternal life. Once you are made alive in Jesus, you are alive in him forever. Salvation provides eternal security to everyone who receives it. It was not just a permanent cure, but it was a profound cure. As soon as Bartimaeus is healed, he starts to follow Jesus. He just begins to go after the Lord. Luke tells us that he followed Jesus, glorifying God, and all the people, when they saw it, they gave praise to God. This is in Luke 18, verse 43. Bartimaeus received his sight, fell in love with Jesus, and began to praise the Lord, and became a witness all in a few moments of time. That is profound, isn't it? That's what Jesus does when he saves a soul too. He takes the old sinner, washes his sins away, and puts the Holy Spirit in them. That child of God begins to walk a new path through life. He wants to follow Jesus. He wants to tell others what the Lord has done for him. He can't help but break on Jesus for his grace and his blessings. He's a new creature, and everyone who sees him knows that he is different. That is the power of our Savior. Those, uh, the old sinner becomes a new uh, person in Christ. There's newness of life in them. God doesn't care about your religion. He doesn't care about your good works. He doesn't care who you are or what you've done. All he cares about is this. Do you know Jesus? Are you saved by his grace? So, the question at the end of the day, what is a poor, blind beggar to do? Exactly what Bartimaeus did. Call on Jesus today and trust him to save your soul. Trust him to wash away your sins. Trust him to give you eternal life and carry you to heaven someday. Trust him to change your life. Is he passing by your heart today? Is he calling you to come to him? Has he been calling you? He has. Hasn't he? This is not the first time you hear the gospel. Today is your friend if you do not know him. Today is the day when Jesus is near. Today is the day of your salvation. Come to him and come to him now. Amen. Let's pray. Indeed, Lord, you speak through your word. 
we remember the words of John Newton that we sang together when he considers what you have done for him. He considers his past condition and he exclaims, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. May we come to truly, truly see. May those who are spiritually blind this morning come to see the beauty of Jesus. In the powerful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.